Hey, you're listening to the Catalyst Church Podcast, here to incite change through Jesus. Check us out on social media, Catalyst Church NZ. Now, onto this week's message. Like God has got something here for you today, and I want to just pray over this message one more time before we get into it. So Father, I thank you. God, that you have got keys that you are giving to people today. I pray that as I speak, it would not be my words, but your words that would penetrate people's hearts. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, we pray you would have your way. You would speak to each one of us, including myself. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, today the title of my message is called Small Steps. Small Steps. And I want to ask you a question. How long did it take you to get to church today? Like how long did it take you to drive from your location? I bet you there's some people, like I know that Sinead, it took you maybe three minutes to drive here because you're very close. And for other people, you've traveled from further afield. Maybe it took you closer to 25 minutes to come. Maybe like a little bit more like Helen coming all the way from the other side of the bridge. Praise God for, for, for people who aren't afraid to travel over the bridge in Auckland, right? Like, you know, but like, you know, like we all come from different locations. And I bet if I was to go around the room and to list off different times, everyone here would have different results depending on the time of day you came, depending on where you stayed last night. Did you stay in your own home? Did you come from someone else's home? Did you travel from out of town to come there? There has been days where I've traveled to church and I've left very early in the morning to travel from very far away to come from places like Whangarei to travel and to come to church. Where did you start? How did it come? Maybe you even had different modes of transport. Maybe you're thinking to myself, Andy, it depends on who's driving. Because if I'm driving or Bianca's driving, maybe it's going to take a little longer or shorter, depending on who's behind the wheel. I'll give you a little tip about me. I always, no matter where I'm going, I pretty much will Google map it because I just want to know what's the fastest way. I want to just avoid every bit of travel. Like, that's me. Like, like, is there anyone else out there? When you go to a certain location, you go one way to that location, but you come back another way because the other way is faster, even though you're going back to the same location. It's because the other way has less lights. You've got better giveaways. And you save yourself a good maybe 20 seconds like by going the other way. Like it's amazing. This morning, I kid you not, I came in here and the way we come, we come down uh, Sh- is it Chivalry Road or Archers Road and there's a set of traffic lights at the top there. Anyway, those traffic lights are terrible coming in here. So I came in here, I came to the traffic lights and I put the timer on. And I was like, how long are these lights going to take? Because I've sat in these a lot of time. And I started the timer and I'm just sitting there. There is no other cars coming. I am by myself. I am the only person in the line here and the timer is going up and you know like it's taking a long time when your phone starts to fade and go into the auto shutout mode there like there like it had been like 45 seconds so I tap it I'm like you are not timing out on me and I go through it took one minute and six seconds for me to get through those traffic lights a very very long time no it's not a very long time it's only a minute but it's all about context right but everyone here did the same task because you made it to church. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. You did it. You made a great decision today uh, there. We made it to Catalyst Church. And I want to remind each one of us here today that God has called each and every one of us. He's called you. Whether or not you know it yet, God has called you. We all may have different starting places in our life and our journey, but we have one common goal, and that is to fulfill who we are called to be. And I believe God has got a calling upon each one of us that actually God has spoken to you. He's spoken to me and there is God's, God has got a plan for your life. And in Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says this, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things. He planned for us long 
ago. We are God's masterpiece. Let me tell you something about masterpieces. Masterpieces don't just happen. Masterpieces aren't just something that just happened out of the blue. They are something that is planned, something that is intentional. They are painstakingly prepared and developed and gone over. They are shaped and crafted into the unique identity. And you, my friend, are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. That You are not an accident. The fact that you are alive in the year 2023, was God's plan for your life. You could have been born in 1923, 1823. You could have been born in the year 23, but you were not. You were born to be alive in this day because God created you, crafted you, looked at you and did it. When they talk about um, Michelangelo crafting uh, David, that big uh, statue of, uh, of David, King David from the Bible, it took him years and years. And they say that they could hear him from his, his, his construction, um, wherever he was, creating, speaking to the saying, come out, come out. He was calling forth painstakingly over years with this fine detail, creating a masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. But not only that, He planned for you a long time ago. It says that He planned that we could do the good things He planned for us long ago. And so there is, you have been a long time in the making. You have been a long time in the making, not just your years alive on this planet, but in the years before you're born, God was waiting, waiting, waiting. He's going, man, I've, I've crafted you. I've shaped you, man. I'm, I'm so excited for the future because that's going to bring you forth. That's when Lance, you're going to come out and you're going to be around here. Julie, you're going to be here. This is the time where you're going to come alive, Aaron. You're going to be alive. Man, I can't wait to see what, what, what all this unlocks. And he's got these plans. They've been planned before time was even a thing. Before there was time, before there was, God had planned and purposes for you. I mean, for me, I, I think about it when I, when I look at my children. I've got three amazing kids. Judah, my eldest, 14, as I said before, a teenage boy. is an incredible young man of God. We named him Judah because while before he was even born in, in, in his mother's womb, we knew that he was called to be a person that would bring praise and worship. And if you were here last week, you would have seen him on the stage singing and worshiping to God. He's part of this school worship team. He's a worshiper. We, we've seen that. And it's been such a joy to see that develop. And one of the greatest privileges I had as a parent because we were very intentional on not telling him so that we, we saw this in these visions. We wanted to make sure he came to it on his own conclusion that actually, yes, we did hear from God, that when he came to us a couple of years ago and he said to Bianca, he said, Mom, I want to be a worship leader. I want to worship God. I was like, man, this is so amazing to see this growth and development there. When I see Carolina and just this beautiful young girl as she grows up, so kind and compassionate and so caring. Man, I, I loved it as a little baby and I see her as a little mummy and she just gets people around around there and cares for things. She's so she's so precious. Like if you go home and you look in her bedroom there, she's called to be a mother uh, to the nations, just like her mother is. And, and she's there and, and she's got these little dolls that she has. One of them's like on a little hammock thing that she's created underneath. She has the other one folded up there. I'll come lie on her bed and she's like, watch out, Dad, you can't squash the baby. She's got it all laid out there and stuff. My precious son, Andre, man, this guy's a little stormtrooper for Jesus. Like he is just like a, like he is a little go-getter man there. And it is kindy. They have this school 
creed that they talk and they declare of themselves that says, I'm a, com- a kingdom maker, dominion taker, I'm created. And all these words that I'm sure he doesn't fully comprehend at this young age, but he was there the other day and his sister got a report and on the back of the report has the school creed and at the, the, the kindergarten that he goes to, it's the same as part of the school there. He has this thing and they start saying and he just declares it there. He's speaking this out. And what a joy it is to see them grow and to develop. And I am so excited for what the future unholds for my kids. How much more does our heavenly Father have an excitement in His heart for you, for what you're going to do and the rest of your life? And I want to tell you, no matter what stage or season you are in your life, if you're still breathing... If there's still air in your lungs, there is something more God has got to do in your life and He wants to see it released. And there is an excitement around the Father as He looks at you going, man, I can't wait to see you unlock and to be a part of what the future is for you. And I've discovered in life that for myself personally, that I only realize that there is a growth journey and plan in my life when I take time to step out and reflect on the journey of where I've been. Because it's so busy. I was saying to someone to, before before church, how's your week been? And I was like, man, it's so busy. I couldn't believe it was Thursday already. Like, you know, when I got through my week and I felt like I'd hardly touched anything because life is busy. It takes us on and draws us forward and there. And I just get so caught up in it. And it's only when I take the time to step back and take an analysis of what's been going on from one point to another point that I discover that there has been a growth in the journey. And in our lives, we need to place markers that we can use not only to to measure growth, but to ensure that we are heading in the right direction. I want to tell you there is a right direction for your life and God is calling you to make small adjustments today. Click it in, small steps that are going to join you closer to where He wants you to go. So I want to talk about some of those markers that we have in our life, those small, short-term, medium-term, and maybe even some of the long-term markers, those goals and achievements that God is calling us. But I want to read you a scripture in Zechariah. It's found in chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. It says this in verse 6. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force, not by strength. But by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. See, I want to tell you something. Force and strength are things to a large degree that we can try and control. We can try and be in control of them. We can attempt to force something to happen. Have you ever tried to force something to happen? Like I've tried to force my kids to do stuff there. And we can like, sometimes I can like, I can literally overwhelm them by my, I can pick up my son and I can place him in his room for some time. I can by force do these things and we can try and, and do this. But actually God is not calling us to do it by force or by strength strength or by might, but by His Spirit. It's not about being strong enough to rely on what I can do. They can never achieve, I can never achieve by my strength, by my force, what God's Spirit can. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit moving in our life. That's why Jesus said, I send to you my Spirit, the helper to you. It's better that I go. I don't know if you think about that statement much. I think about that statement and in my life there's a holy dissatisfaction because Jesus said the things that I do will you also will do. And I don't feel like I'm doing the things that Jesus said yet. Yeah, I want more of what that's there. But he said, it's better that I go. Now, I don't know if you've, if you've read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, but there is miracle after miracle after miracle. There is incredible things. Wherever Jesus went, crowds were drawn because he attracted people because there was something attractive about the power of God flowing and moving through his life. He saw people healed. He spoke words of wisdom. He spoke words of encouragement. He prophesied over people's lives. He took them from where they were at and pointed them and said, "You, there is a greater future for you. 
And the, we need the Holy Spirit. Verse 7 in Zechariah 4, it says this, Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, May God bless it, may God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundations of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Verse 10. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. See, what's happening here in the Scriptures right at this stage is a rebuilding of the temple of God. The temple of God is needing to be built, and at the moment at that time, there is nothing there. Maybe in your life right now, you feel like there is nothing there of the future that you want, of the future you're hoping for. Maybe you're believing for a house, and you don't even yet have a deposit. Maybe you're believing for a family, and there's nothing quite there. Maybe you're looking for a future that's not quite there. But I want to tell you, even though at this point in time, it may seem like there is nothing, there is a great future. And God is looking for you to today start placing in place some of those foundational stones that will one day be the the temple of your future. Do not despise these small beginnings. See, I don't know about you, but I am in love with big results, major transformations and significant victories. I think all of us are. We love those moments in time when we can go, man, how awesome was it when this big thing happens? Like when the All Blacks win the Rugby World Cup. Oh, we love those things. We don't like thinking about Monday morning football training. We don't like thinking about like those little moments where they go off and they tweak it just by a little moment. We like the big victories. We like the big moments. We like the big successes. Uh, things that we can we can put like on big plans and have the photos and all those sorts of things. We're looking for those major transformations. It's not very, very fun to say, well, you know, I just turned up again. It's not very fun to say, you know what, today, like, I don't know if you're trying to lose a bit of weight, like there, like, you know, it's not very fun to say, well, I lost 50 grams of weight today. I lost 50 grams, a whole 50 grams, they're gone. Oh, praise. No, we don't do that, right? But you know, 50 grams today, if we repeat that day after day, after three months, that's five kilos. And in a year, that's 20. It doesn't feel very significant in this day and age to say, you know what? I got $20 and I put it in a savings account. I put $20 and it's sitting in a, woo, $20. That'll get you like, like, like a, a meal from McDonald's and then like, like a quarter of another meal. Like, you know, happy day. Like it doesn't feel very significant. $20. But if you save $20 for a whole year, you've got $1,000 in the bank. Like it doesn't feel very significant. It doesn't say very, very much to say, you know what? I spent 16 minutes yesterday practicing guitar. I spent 16 and a half of those minutes yesterday out of my 24 hours practicing guitar. And I, oh man, I just feel like I'm improving so much. Like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm ready to hit the stage. I'm, I'm ready to be part of the worship team, Pastor Andy. I just can't wait. Like I spent 16 and a half minutes. I found a YouTube video. It was seven and a half minutes long and I used the other, uh, like nine minutes to, no, like, but if you do that for an entire year, you've got a hundred hours that you have banked up. It's not very fun in those small moments to look at the small things. However, it is always in the small decisions that major victories are accomplished. Did you catch it? It's always in the small decisions that major victories are accomplished. A couple of years back in 2020, just before the pandemic hit, I ran the Tarawera Ultra Marathon. I ran from Kawaro to Rotorua, 
through a whole lot of forests around lakes and things like that is 102 kilometers. And I remember on this, this day, I, I mucked up my race plan. I was very intentional with my hydration. I'd done it once before where I got a little bit dehydrated. And so I hydrated myself. I got really, really hydrated. I drank like lots of water and lots of like Mountain Dew because that's what they had at the, the things, the Mountain Dew. I wanted the sugar there, but what I didn't drink was anything that had any electrolytes in it. And so after, after the 56 kilometer aid station, we had the biggest climb of the, the whole journey and we've got a 16 kilometer gap, the widest gap between aid stations from that aid station there, uh, at, uh, Okatina all the way out to Miller Road is 16 kilometers. And we've got this massive climb. It's about 500, 600 meters that you got to go up uh, a vertical gain there. And as I'm going up this 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 cliff the face, it felt like a cliff face. As I'm going up this hill, it's just a just a small little mountain there after doing 56 slight kilometers there. As I'm going up, my legs start to cramp. Like I get cramps so bad in my legs that I can literally see the ripples in my calf muscle. Like it was like looking like this for 30 seconds. It felt like three minutes, but for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, they were just going nonstop. Some people stopped and they gave me some, like some, some potatoes, like salted potatoes to try and help with the cramp and stuff like that. And I got up to the top. I laid down. I was like, Oh man, I am done, but I, but I'm not done because I can't just quit there. I actually have to go to the next aid station. So I'm like, okay, well, I stand up. There is no help between here and there. And so as I'm going along, I'm just walking. I'm walking and people are passing me. People are going, are you all right? They're asking me these questions. They're going, are you okay there? I'm like, oh, I'm just not feeling that great there. Da, da, da. And then I had this guy pass me and he goes ahead. And then just as he passes me, there's a guy sitting down on a chair over there next to a motorbike. And he's one of the, the support crew. And he sees the guy ahead of me and he's going, hey, you're looking great. Good, good job. Looking strong. Keep going. And he says this to the guy ahead of me. And I hear him and then I walk past and he's like, Hey, mate, do you need a seat? Like, I, I must have looked terrible. And I, I, I tell you, I was not feeling good. Uh, at that point in time, I had, in my head, I'd quit my race. I'm like, I just got to get it out here. He sat down. I talked to him about what was going on. He said, oh, mate, you just need to get some tailwind into you, get some electrolytes into you at the next aid station. Just take a little bit of time out. Just get some of, some of the, 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 the electrolytes into you. Take some time, and then you'll be able to continue on my way. And I thought to myself, yeah, right, mate. I'm just getting to the next aid station. I'm quitting. And, then, and so I just, I just keep trotting along at a slow pace in my head. I'm writing up the post I'm going to put on social media about my day out, like about how I made it, like 72 kilometers, and that's pretty good. Like, that's not a bad day, like, you know, to get out there and do this. I'm writing, like, all the things I'm going to say about how my day had been. In my head, I'm writing this post, and people after people are passing me. This one person comes up and passes me. They're like, you're all right. You're, like, stumbling all over the track, mate. I'm like, oh, yeah, not feeling that great. I just need some tailwind, which is an electrolyte drink, by the way, for those of you who don't know. And they're there. Do you have any? Like, I'm asking everyone who's passing me. They're like, oh, no, no, I don't. And they're like, oh, actually, like, yeah, I've got a little bit left here. Have this. And so they give it to me, and they, they give me this tailwind, and I just keep trudging along. They go off ahead. Anyway, eventually the guy that had been on there takes off on his bike, goes back on there, and he's on his way back out. And, he go, and, and, and there's this girl right in front of me, and she is just distraught. She, her day is done. She's there. She goes to this guy on the motorbike. I stumble across, across them. She says, can you please take me to the next aid station? Oh, like, I'm done. I'm quit. I just really need to go. There's, I've just heard reports that there's a, a, another person out behind you walking all over the track, stumbling around. They look like a real need of help. So I'm going to go see them first. And I said to him, I said, hey, mate. Was it a lady with like hair down here that said this to you? Like, you know, with, with, with like curly hair and, and there with a blue pack on? She's like, he's like, yeah. I was like, that person was me. 
But I've had some tailwind. She gave me some tailwind. I'm fine, mate. Take this one. I'm there. And it was like there, like, you know, and I just kept stepping it out. And I made it to the next aid station. And I had 30 kilometers to go. I was not really feeling it or vibing it. But I, I decided I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And it was just taking the next step. Did I want to quit? Yes. Was it hard? Yes. Did I feel sore? Oh, you better believe I felt sore. Did I question my life decisions at that moment? Yes, I did. Did I need support? Yes, I did. Did I wonder if I was still sane? Maybe I questioned my sanity a little bit. But did I, and did I need to make multiple decisions time and time again to keep going 100%? Sometimes only seconds apart, but I want to tell you, I just kept making those small steps. Those small steps kept building and building. I kept eating away another 100 meters, another 100 meters, another kilometer behind me, another kilometer behind me, another five kilometers behind me. Uh, for that next section, by the way, I did not do much running. I want to tell you about 90% of that last 30 Ks was walked. Uh, like I, but I was going to finish this thing no matter what. And at verse 10, the Bible says, God is saying to Zerubbabel, do not despise these small beginnings for God rejoices to see the work begin. And God is simply looking for someone that would take a step and then we take another step, and we take another step, and we take another step, and another step. Yes, we need our people around us. Yes, we need people that will encourage us. Will you feel like quitting? Yes, you will. Do you need support around you? Yes, you do. Will you question the decision you made? Yes. But just take another step. Don't worry about what's 30 kilometers up the road. Take another step. Don't worry about if you can make it the full distance, just take another step. God is a God that is interested in only one thing. He wants us to see the work begun. He doesn't want you, man, the, the, the thing that we've got to say is that sometimes we wait for the right moment and the right moment will never come. We're looking for the perfect conditions. We're looking for the right amount of money in the bank account. We're waiting for the right opportunity with our families. We're waiting for the right support network around us. We started this church in February 2020. If I'd known that there was a global pandemic happening the next month, maybe I might not have started. But I thank God that I didn't know. So all I needed to do was to take the next step. I remember that very first Sunday where I'm at home and everyone else is at home because we've been meeting at home for the first month, four months. And Bianca and I said to ourselves tongue in cheek, well, the rest of the world is now copying what we're doing, having church at home. We're there. We had two phones, one for Instagram, one for Facebook Live. We had one of them taped on a selfie stick to a crate. We had one of them propped up in a shoe. They were there so we could run church. It didn't matter. It didn't care. Small beginnings. We didn't have any lights. We didn't have any speakers. We didn't have any people. We just had a dream in our hearts that God had called us to lead a church and we believed in Him. See, your start is not the measure of how you will finish. What God wants to see is that you start today and today God has got dreams inside of you to start. In fact, God doesn't just want you to start. He rejoices over it. He wants to see the good things that He has planned from long ago come to fruition in your life. And I want to give you some keys today. I, I want to be a little bit practical in church today. I don't want you to just come in and go, man, that was a really nice, inspiring message. And Andy was there and he got all pumped up and was yelling at us, getting all red-faced. And maybe I got spat on on the front row. Sorry, apologies about that uh, there. But you know what? I want to give you some keys. And some of these are going to be really, really practical keys. Some of them are going to be really obvious and you're going to be like, duh. But I, some of the, these are the keys, all right? Three keys for you. First key, start. Start. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 says this, 
But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For what I'm about to do, uh, for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? God has already begun because He has started in you. And He's looking for you to take that next step. Just start. The best time to start is now, is today. Don't wait for that perfect day or timing. God will take you as you are. All you need to be is a person who says, God, I'm looking to you, not to me, not to man, not to my bank account, not to everyone else around me. I'm looking to you. And there is power in starting something. Often the hardest step is the first. But once you start, I want to tell you three things happen. It gets easier. You'll start to gain confidence and you will build momentum. I don't know if you've ever started a, an assignment and then as soon as you've started it, it's just started, it started pumping out. I don't know if you've ever had to clean the house, but as soon as you start cleaning the house, you get into a flow. You get into this rhythm. Like stuff starts to happen. When you're at work and you're, you're working on a, on a project or a proposal, like I, I get, I get in the, like, man, I'm like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. And then I just start it. I just do it. And man, it just starts to come out. And then you start flowing on to one thing into the next. Conversely, it's okay to not be in the zone. It's okay to not be in the zone, but just to get something done. You know, I, one of the things that I discovered there is that sometimes you go, man, I just want to do this and get everything done. But if you find a minimum requirement, say like, you know, you wanting to declutter a, a, a garage there. If you go, look, my minimum required to get started on this, I'm just going to spend five minutes every day. Five minutes every day means that you just in that week spent over half an hour. That's half an hour you've not spent for the last three years cleaning out your garage, right? Praise God. Make a start. Just do it. Don't wait to, for, for perfection and that you're going to get everything done. Man, this is, this is me. Man, honestly, like I think about stuff and I like thinking about taking up things and I just want all the best equipment. I want all the best gear. I'm like, man, once I can do this, then I'll be there. Man, just start with what you got. You want to learn keyboards, man? Just play on that kid's keyboard. Learn some keys and go onto YouTube and figure it out. Start from there. Just whatever you've got. Don't even have a keyboard? Like, like, tape something on your, on your counter. Like, make fake keys. Play along. Like, just whatever it is. Make a start. Something is better than nothing. Write down one verse. Pray one prayer. Listen to one song. Hold back that one sharp comment that was on the tip of your tongue. God is looking for a start because He can move upon a start. He can move upon something. God is looking for something inside of you, something that you would release out there, something that He can bless, something that He can anoint, something that He can see expand. He is looking for us to initiate something so that He can bring His increase and His blessing. Key one, start. Make a start. What is that dream? Make a start. Maybe you've never told someone. Just tell someone. Hey, this is what I'm believing for. What is one thing? Maybe you're believing on a, to be a missionary, go over, overseas. So open up a missions account, put five bucks in it. Put 20 bucks in it. Do something. Get all that spare change in the back of your car and put that into a bank account. Believe God. Make a start. The second key here is figure out your next step. Figure out your next step. Psalm 37, 23 says this, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. God delights in the details and He wants you to take a next step. Our desire here at Catalyst Church is to help people discover their next step. Wherever you are on your journey in life, there is a next step for you to take. There is a next step for you to take. And our desire is to help you find that next step. 
See, what is the next step you can take towards the dream God has placed in your life? What is something that you can do to bring you closer to seeing that thing fulfilled to achieve it in the next next month, the next six months? Ask yourself, what is one habit? What's one characteristic? What's one trait that you want to be a part of your life? And how can you start to see that happen? Find other people around you in your life some that have, that have done what you've done. If there's someone that knows another language that you want to learn, speak to them. Go, teach me how to say hello. Teach me how to say thank you. Teach me how to, like, whatever it is. Find someone that's gone there, been there before you, and be around there. Ask them what they did to get there. What are they doing right now? See, the next steps, these act as markers in our life so that we can celebrate successes moving forward, so that we can, as we step back in our lives, discover what God has been doing and how we've gone and achieved. I remember 2002, I did an internship year. This internship year at my church was an intense year. It was a year that I dedicated to God because I said, God, I want to serve you with all I am. And this year, man, it was busy. It was busy. And I just went through this year. It was tough. It was hard. I, 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 I cried tears, like not tears of joy either. Some of those tears are tears of frustration, tears of being like, oh man, God, I do not have this all together. And I remember coming through the year and going to, to my mentor meeting in September. And we've been going through about eight years. And I was talking about some area that I was dissatisfied there. And my mentor said to me, he said to me, Andy, do you remember when you were praying for the thing that you're now disappointed you only just achieved? And I was like, wow. Like I was wanting more. And that was something that at the start of the year I was believing God for. And then I had this other time where this this happened, this thing that I was once believing for happened because I was believing for more again. Because I was able to, and there was a moment and he said, I want you to take a moment. I want you to step back and I want you to reflect and see what all God's done. See, let's take the steps and use them as markers so that we can celebrate the steps that God is taking us on because we need to stir up the gift of God that's inside of us. So the first thing we do is we start. The second thing we do is know what our next step is. The third thing, which could be the first thing, which could be the second thing, or it could be the third thing, is to find your call. Discover your call. Discover who you were designed by God to be. This is the long-term direction that God wants you to point your ship, to point your life. What are you made on this planet to be? So you don't have to have the total knowledge of where you want to go, but to keep moving in the direction that God has got for you so that you can keep refining and shaping the direction you had. If you don't know what you're called to do in this life, I want to encourage you to seek God for it. Ask people to go, what do you see in my life? If you want to discover who you are, this is a great question to ask yourself. What did I love doing as a kid? What would be one thing that you would like to do right now if, you, if money was no issue? What do you enjoy doing? What would you do for free? These are the questions you start asking yourself, go, man, what is it there? And, and, and seek God for it. Keep in His presence. Keep reading the, the Word of God. Keep being hungry and greedy for the things of God. Man, turn up on altar calls. You never know when God's going to speak to you. Keep turning up on Sundays at church. Man, you might not have come here for a day where God's going to speak to you about the destiny and call of God in your life, but this could be the day that God speaks to you. I want to tell you, as a church, we will help you. Be anchorized this, like our our greatest joy in life is to help people discover who they were in God. See, our, our call and part of there is that if you do not know the call of God for your life, we want to help you to discover it. 
And if you know what the call of God is for your life, then we want to help you activate it. And if you're activated in the call of God in your life, then we want to see it go and flourish to the next level. That is who we are as a church. And so whatever stage or season you are in your life, in your journey with God, I want to tell you there is a call and plan and purpose for, for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans. Plural, I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. There is plans that God has for your life. And if you do not know them, if you're just starting down this journey, if you're struggling to find them, that's okay. But I want to encourage you to keep seeking God. Because even in the small steps, those are the progress. We keep pointing our ship towards God, our life towards God, and God will continue to move upon us. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. You are God's masterpiece. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You are not an afterthought. You are planned and purposed by God. You are here on purpose today. And I want to tell you, God wants to move in your life in such a powerful way. And today I want to have a time where I pray for people. I want to pray for anyone here and any one of those three steeps or seasons that I placed in there, that if you don't know what the call of God is for your life, I want to pray for you to help you discover that. If you know what the call of God is in your life, then I, but, but, but it's not yet started. I want to pray that God would help you activate it and you can discover what those small steps are. And if you are moving in that, then I want to pray that God would unlock the next season of fruitfulness so that you can flourish in it. And so God, I pray right now over this place. For every single person, I know that there is a plan and a purpose. God, that you love each one of us, that you called us. And before we go any further, I don't know every person in this room where you stand before God, but I, I, I want to tell you that God created you, that He loves you so much and He wants to have a relationship with you. And the Bible says that each and every one of us is separated by sin, that we've all sinned and that sin separates us from God. In fact, the price of sin is death. But that's why Jesus came and He died on the cross and rose again for anyone to have the free gift of salvation. And it says in Romans 10 verse 9 that if you declare with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And so today I want to give an opportunity that if you don't know God, that you can come to know Him. So I invite every person to bow their heads and close their eyes just to have a moment between yourself and God. That if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never made a public declaration, maybe you've never out loud spoken, maybe you've never made that decision in your heart to say, you know what, I believe and I'm a, I'm a Christian, I, I need God in my life. In a moment, I'm going to get you to raise your hand and by raising your hand, you're saying, that's me, Andy. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Or maybe you're here today and maybe you're here today and you might have made that decision, but for whatever reason in life, you've made decisions that have drawn you away from God and you're no longer walking with God. But today you would say, Andy, you know what? Today I want to get right. I want to come back. You too in a moment. I want you to lift your hand. Or maybe you're just here today and you just don't know where you stand before God. 
that if you were to die today, you don't know where your eternal destination is. I want to tell you, you can be sure. The Bible says that as we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, you will be saved. And so you too, if that's you, in a moment when I say you can just lift your hand. And by lifting your hand, you're saying, Andy, that's me. I want to get right with God today. So if you find yourself in any one of those three categories, either you've never given your life to God before, you once had, but you walked away, but today you're coming back. Or you're not sure where you stand before God and you just want to be sure. I want you to just lift up your hand and say, include me in that prayer. Awesome, I see that hand. Does anyone else here today say, you know what, that's me, Andy. I need to get right with God. I need to get right with God. That's me. I need to pray that prayer today. Anyone else say, that's me. Today, I'm getting right with Jesus. Thank you, God, right now here in this place. Anyone else, just one more moment before we pray this prayer. Awesome, God, we just thank you for your presence and anointing here. Today, church, what we're going to do is in a moment we're going to stand to our feet. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. It's a prayer of just simply inviting Jesus into our hearts, into our lives, asking for the forgiveness of our sin and understand that he receives us. And uh, we had someone lift their hand, but if you're here today and you're going, you know what, that's me, I want you to pray this prayer as well. And you're going to just repeat after me. So church, why don't we stand up to our feet right now. And I want you to pray this prayer. Everyone's going to pray it in, in support of those that have lifted their hands today. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I give you my life. God, I'm sorry for every wrong thing that I've done. And I thank you that you paid the price for all of my sin. And today, receive me into your family. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you today that I am now a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's a massive celebration that goes on in heaven right now. Yeah, we can just praise God in this place. And if you prayed that prayer, you made that your prayer, we've got a Bible at the front. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps, about what you can do in your journey with God and, and, and really just encourage you. That is fantastic, so good. But today, I know that there's people in this place that God is calling you into the next steps, the next steps of what this season of, of this journey of life there. And I want to pray with you. I want to agree with you that God would come and move in your life and your world, that there would be a shift and a change, that if you don't know what the call of God is for your life, that God would help show that to you. Maybe you do know what it is and God's just needing to show you the next step in that season. God, there is an anointing here. You know what an anointing is? The anointing is where God comes and He releases an empowering for you so that you can step out of this place, this, this venue on a Sunday, and you can go into your Monday, you can go into your Tuesday, empowered by the Holy Spirit to live the life that God has set for you. And there is an anointing here for you today to take some next steps. I, the, your, your two categories, you don't know what it is or you do know what it is, but you know that you need to take that. Why don't you come up right now? Because I want to pray for you. I want to believe God for you right now. Many of you just need to come. Many of you just need to come. Holy Spirit, you don't know what it is, but you want to know what it is, you just come. You do know what it is, but you need God's grace to help you. You just come. God's grace in fact, I, I believe that there's a, there's a few people here, you just know what your next steps are, but you're just not sure how to do them. 
You just come up because God wants to help you with that. The Spirit of God is here to help you with that. And as you come forward, I want you just to lift your hands if you're comfortable. It's just a sign of openness to receive from the Holy Spirit today. If you're here and you go, man, I don't know what my next step is. I'm scared. I don't know if God will speak to me. I want you to, tell, I want you to know your next step is just to come up to the front. If you're, if you're just, if that's you right now, there's someone I feel like is going, I don't even know what my next step is. Your next step is literally just to come up to the front. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for these ones as they come forward today that there is an anointing in this place. That there is an anointing in this place, God, to empower us to go from this place. Not the way, same way we are, but knowing that we can step out into what those are. For God, for those that don't know, what the plan is, what, the, what, what those next steps are. God, I pray for flash thoughts. I pray for their imagination to be unlocked. I pray for, for images to come to their mind right now. This is how God often would speak through flash thoughts and images in your mind. And you'll know it's the Lord because you, would, you may never have thought of it before. But I want to tell you, you know it's God because it will never contradict His Word. It will always line up with the Word of God. It will never be something to do that's outside of that. So Father, right now, I thank You for that. Holy Spirit, for those of you that are right now that just don't know what those next steps are, I want you to lift your hands high to heaven right now. You have no idea what they are. Lift them up because I want to pray for you. Maybe just, just give me a little wave so I know who I'm praying for today. Don't know what they are. Okay, over here, over here, over here. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm believing as I pray. God is going to start to unlock things maybe into your mind. But even as you go from this place this afternoon, this is one of the things that I often find is a key, that you make space for God to speak to you. Find a quiet time. Get away from the busyness of the family. Get away from the busyness of social media or the busyness of just life. And God is going to just unlock things further. Maybe for some of you, you're going to get it right now, but even some of you are going to get more this afternoon. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I release the anointing of God right now for those that have come forward that don't know what their next step is. God, I thank you that you release it to them now in Jesus' name. Release it to them now, right now, Holy Ghost. Right now, I release the anointing of God now, right now, Jesus' name. Jesus' name for that next step, that next step. Lord God, flash thoughts right now, Holy Spirit. I want you to pray this prayer after me if that's you. Pray this, say, Holy Spirit, I receive right now your next steps for my life. Speak to me now.